Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. The Soul of Business with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to The Soul of Business on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. Kenny Kuotsu is a passionate conservationist and philanthropist and a financial services manager at Finetti Advisory Group, IPP Financial Advisors. Now, today he joins me on the phone to talk about his efforts to save wildlife through science, conservation and education. Speak Guru Foundation also aims to help needy families with necessities for basic living, health and education and provide cancer-stricken children with access to cancer treatments, including financial, emotional and spiritual support. Kenny, welcome to the show. Thank you, Clarissa. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to have you. Now, perhaps we start with why you feel compelled to embark on a journey of conservation. Sure. Clarissa, I grew up in a land blessed with a variety of flora and fauna. It's a mountain range at the foothills of the Himalayas Mm -hmm. where the clouds literally come down to kiss the mountains. And there are virgin forests there, so dense that one dare not venture into it for fear of losing direction and not making it back alive. And this land is also the home of a rare and elusive bird called the blight stragopan. And we have a lot of animals there, hordes of animals like the Himalayan giant squirrel, the pangolin, the civet cat, the mountain deer, you name it. Sadly, with my very own eyes, I saw this abundance being exploited by mindless hunting. And I'll be very honest with you. I was a party to this frivolous sport until a chance to write for a local newspaper changed my mind. So it would be hypocritical for me to take part in something and write against it in another. Mm-hmm. So that was the defining moment for me. And I started advocating conservation ever since. And I don't know if, I, if um, I've changed anyone so far, but... One thing is for sure, it has changed me. Right. Now, you know, it's interesting because your personal journey is when you started out, you didn't know any better, let's say. And you and you say you indulged in some of that frivolous activity yourself. And a lot of us are guilty of that. You know, we don't know any better. And for whatever it is that we're doing, it might be wrong. It might not be the best thing for the planet, but we don't know any better. But once we do know better, then we've got no excuse, right? That's right. Change has to come from within before one can go out and impact the world. So everybody has that moment, that trigger moment. That defining moment. You had yours. That that defining moment. Um, And and all of us, I think, at at different stages over different priorities have had that defining moment. Some, it's more about sustainability. Some, it's about helping children get that education that they themselves were so lucky to have. Okay, now we want to talk about first your conservation before we move on to some of the other things that your foundation does. Tell us about being a docent at the Singapore Zoo. What does it mean? What does it entail? Mm -hmm. What satisfaction do you personally get out of it? A lot, a lot. Okay, so being a docent is all about educating, creating awareness, and sharing our single-minded vision of conservation to our visitors mm-hmm. at the zoo. So we interact with them and share interesting animal facts in hopes of stimulating their interest in wildlife conservation and to leave an indelible impression on them to continue the work of conservation, even if they go back to their home countries. So it is definitely a fulfilling role because I get to play a small part in spreading the importance of conservation. And what better place than our zoo? So some days we would have visitors asking us the price of the rhino horn on display. <laughs> and we would, we would turn that conversation into a teaching moment. So seeing them acknowledge that rhino horn is not enough for this year, but simply made of the same substance as our fingernails and hair, mm-hmm. which is uh, keratin, is both amusing and satisfying. So very fulfilling, very fulfilling. 
pleasure. All right. Now, who are the best ones to absorb this information that you're trying to spread as a docent? The kids, the elderly, the tourists? Okay, those asking the price of the rhino horn are the adults. (laughs) (laughs) And I wouldn't give you their background, but you know that. (laughs) Right, right. But you know, I I love the fact... Yeah, no, I love the fact that you you use it as a teaching moment because, again, if you don't know, it can't be held against you. But once you know, that changes everything. That changes everything. Now, you obviously are balancing a challenging career and all of this that you're trying to do to change the world, to leave the world a better place. Many of us would like to incorporate doing good with having Mm. a meaningful and challenging career. Could you tell us how you strike that balance? Yeah. So, Clarissa, first of all, I'd like to dispel the notion that I've arrived. It's a journey and I'm on that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, saying that, you know, change has to come from within. Mm -hmm. And it's important to identify that. And I think everyone can do good. And doing good is not a standalone thing. It's not a separate thing from the career. Mm-hmm. And a career cannot be a meaningful career if it is devoid of doing good. So, in fact, that would be a meaningless pursuit. However, there's no denying that doing good takes real effort in terms of time and money. And that's when uh, time management and delegating our work becomes key. And to strike this right balance, doing good should always be on the other side of the weight scale. That's what I feel. Else, it would be a lopsided affair. Right. Okay. Mm. So you're saying you actually have to work to strike the balance. That's right. That's right. And you have to do good to really strike that balance. If it's just career, money, there's no balance there. Right. Okay. Mm. Now, the Speak Guru Foundation was founded in 2010. Could you tell us why you did it? Mm. And why did you identify the areas that you did as focus areas for Speak Guru? Speak Guru Foundation, as you rightly said, was founded in uh, 2010. Mm -hmm. And that was after a chance visit to a hospital to meet a doctor. So the doctor was busy doing her rounds in the pediatric oncology ward. And when I saw the bold children, children without hair, uh, something tugged at my heartstrings that day. And I inquired about the children and their families. I found out that most of them were struggling with their bills and some would even miss their chemotherapy cycles because of financial constraints. And these are children from remote villages in Nagaland, one of the states in Northeast India. So seeing them motivated me. Their plight really was my motivation. So that poignant evening in the hospital gave birth to Speed Guru Foundation. So I chose Speed Guru because back then I used to write satirical pieces for a local newspaper mm-hmm. under this nom de plume and felt that the work I do for the foundation should be discreet as well. So that's how uh, Speed Guru Foundation was founded. You know, when I was trying to register this foundation, I thought to myself, what are the key areas that I want to focus on? So we want to help children living with cancer. We want to protect our environment and help improve the education system in remote villages. So these are the three pillars on which the foundation stands. Mm -hmm. And at the heart of it is simply to care for people and the environment around us. You see, Clarissa, I could see the need around me and choose not to do anything. But I know these are courses worth trying to help and protect. So it's a small foundation designed to give freely, expecting nothing in return, and just to touch lives one at a time in whatever capacity and in whatever time we have. Okay, so you've got three pillars. Let's understand this. Children with cancer, education, and conservation. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. And at the core, all of it actually is the children. Because even with the conservation, what you are trying to do is leave our children of the future a better planet than we found. That's right. Okay, I'm understanding. Now, you seem to be very driven in the conservation efforts. You are very passionate about that. You're a docent at the Singapore Zoo. You love animals. We had that conversation before we went live. 
Speak Guru Foundation also aims to help those underprivileged children and children with cancer. Now, you explained that catalyst, that aha moment for you, why you felt you needed to start the uh, Speak Guru Foundation. I want to delve deeper. Now that you've started the foundation, what do you want to do? How do you want to help these children? And then again, we go back to the why. Good question. So, Clarissa, it may sound very cliche again, but children are our future. Mm-hmm. The future that they will inherit is dependent on what we give them today. So, if we can empower them to be better citizens of the world, then the future will be a promising one. Every child is special, and every child should get the opportunity to ignite that spark within them and live life to their fullest. Their social status and their illnesses should not take that opportunity away from them. So, a society that cares for the children of today will have a society of people taking care of us tomorrow right okay i think yeah. i i see where you're coming from now mm. here's as for, for me the the biggest question i ask myself as well what kind of a world would you like to see us leave for those children a world of empathy and not just mere empathy but one that involves action so love in action a world that would still have birds and trees in fact Forest covers only 31% of the global land area today, Clarissa. Forest, but we know forests provide water, food, controls climate change, and is the primary home to terrestrial biodiversity. So we still have time to protect this forest cover and influence corporations and governments to do the right thing. Also envision a world that is uh, sustainable, less or no plastic, minimum carbon footprint, better water and food quality, and more importantly, passing down the best of what we are today for them to emulate. It is idealistic and almost utopian, but that would be our best legacy. So if I may, I'd like to share a poem by Rabindranath Tagore, who won the Nobel Prize Literature in 1913. And it pretty much sums up my thoughts. Okay. Can I? Sure. (laughs) Okay. So the poem goes like this. Where the mind is without fear and the head is held high, where knowledge is free, where the world has not been broken up into fragments by narrow domestic walls, Where words come out from the depth of truth, where tireless striving stretches its arms towards perfection, where the clear stream of reason has not lost its way into the dreary desert sand of dead habit, where the mind is led forward by thee into ever-widening thought and action, into that heaven of freedom, my father, let my country away. That is actually very beautiful. It's a beautiful point. Yes, it is. And on that very beautiful note, we've been speaking with Kenny Kuotsu, conservationist, philanthropist, and financial services manager at Finerty Advisory Group, IPP Financial Advisors. Kenny, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Clarissa. Thank you for being on the show. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. This is Money FM 89.3, Singapore's most influential radio station. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.